This is the Stand Strong Podcast with Carrie Stoker, episode number 25, Parenting Guilt Restored Through Christ. Welcome to the Stand Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Stoker, and I am a certified life coach and health coach, and I am passionate about helping Latter-day Saint women strengthen their families. It can often be so challenging navigating family life, and I help you do that through stories and the Word of God. And I'm glad you're here, so let's get going. Hi, folks. Hey, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you for joining me. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad you're here, too. And of course, I've got to start out the podcast by talking about the women's retreat that I am so thrilled to be the director of. And as I'm doing that, I, I you know, it, it's testing me in my skills for organizing retreats, which I've done many, but um, this one is unique and it really is different than anything else that I've done as far as retreats and conferences and stuff. And what I've been really, um, I guess, thrilled to be part of is that Kurt Frankham, who is the founder of Leading Saints, and Dan Duckworth, who is the president of the Board of Leading Saints, I've been working with them on obtaining or, you know, getting the speakers and presenters for the retreat. I can't believe their, I guess, their reach. Like, who they've been able to get. It's just, it's been so amazing and astounding. Of course, I would not be able to do that on my own at all, but they, yes, they have been able to. And so, oh my goodness, the the women that are coming, we just recently got the go ahead, like, finally, we can really announce and promote that we have Whitney Johnson coming to the retreat. You know what? You've got to look her up. Kurt Frankham has interviewed Whitney at least three times on the Leading Saints podcast. And so that would be a great place to go check her out and listen to her as she talks about her work with um, Clayton Christensen, who has now passed on. It's probably been about two and a half years, but he's passed on. But um, she's just such, it's just so exciting. It's just such a delight to now to really just be able to talk about that she's coming along with Fiona Givens, Deanna Murphy, um, Brooke Rasmussen, and Sarah Strong. So I'm just excited to have them all. Okay, I want to now dive into this subject of the guilt being swept away, particularly mom guilt being swept away. And I'm going to get to that part, but I want to build up on it first because I want to talk about when I first started having that kind of established testimony of the, of Jesus Christ. And I, I remember being in primary and learning of Jesus and singing about Jesus and those songs and those words, um, I think just really helped create sort of this gradual testimony. And Because I can't really say, oh, that's when I had a testimony of Jesus Christ and of his atoning sacrifice. But it just started being slow and gradual. And I'm super grateful to have been raised by parents who faithfully kept their covenants, attended church, we prayed as a family, these kinds of things. And, I, you know, it didn't keep us from having um, some real challenges of, as a family, but 
it did set a nice foundation for my own testimony of the Savior. And so I remember back in primary, these words about the Savior and being taught about that. And and I remember as I was getting a little bit older in primary, I was probably 10 or 11, learning the song, I Wonder When He Comes Again. And I just loved this song. As we would sing it and learn it, I knew I had a connection to the Savior and a belief in His return. It just felt so sure when I was singing that song. It just was just singing it like, yep, He's going to come again. And I would try to imagine what it would be like to actually, you know, be there when the Savior comes. What's that going to look like? And I started really having this testimony that Jesus Christ is real. I, mean, I, I don't know about started, but I, it just really became something that I imagined and thought a lot about because I loved this song so much. So those were some really solid beginnings, I think, of my testimony of the Savior was that song. Um, so later on, in high school, I I, re, I did something that was I, that I knew to be wrong, and um, and I just let too much time pass by before I went and talked to my bishop about it. Way too much time. <laughs> so now my encouragement is like, just do that as soon as you can because you could just save yourself a lot of grief and suffering. But um, I I did let too much time pass by. And my guilt mounted about this. And, you know, the more time, the more guilt. And so finally, uh, I talked to my bishop and let him know, you know, all that I did and what happened and everything. And anyway, I and then I allowed him to be the judge and also to help me through a repentance process. And I had already gone through a lot of change like i had changed and become someone that was even you know a little bit different or just more advanced so that um i just was in a different place and and i think he knew that i mean i he, yeah i know he knew that so um after that after some some time had passed i remember kneeling and praying by my bed and really just pouring out my heart that I just felt so bad that I had done that. And I, and I couldn't believe I had done it. And I remember praying and I think I had some, it was at night, but it wasn't quiet. The house wasn't, I remember there being some, my sisters kind of going in and out of the bathroom and it wasn't necessarily like this very spiritual private time, right? That it was just me and the Lord because there was a lot going on around me, but I was still kneeling and praying um, amongst all of that. But feeling this sweet rush of joy that filled me when um, I prayed for forgiveness and feeling the sweetness of forgiveness. It just filled my soul. It felt like it was in relation to the amount of guilt and suffering and all that that I had felt, like the joy of forgiveness and being um, cleansed was kind of on an equal I don't know, of equal weight, I should say. And my guilt was gone. You know, up until that time, I had never really experienced something quite like that. And so what a beautiful experience for me to to have and to have it fairly early on in life. 
And then later, a few years later, I started preparing myself to be endowed. And I um, I went through a temple prep class and I repented some more, like all the things I wanted, all the things that I could think of that I needed to repent of, that I needed to make sure was cleared up, um, everything I needed to do in order to do that. And, and part of that was just going back to a member of the state presidency in my college ward and just talking to them and just making sure that I was right where I needed to be in order to go to the temple because I wanted that to be a place. I wanted to go there to this beautiful place ready to make those covenants and to be clean. And, and so I prepared and I really felt changed and I felt ready. I felt prepared for this. I, and I was, um, I was getting, I was receiving my endowments one evening and then the next morning, Mike and I were going to be sealed in the temple. Everybody's preparation is unique and, um, and their experience is unique. But I felt prepared in any way. I remember going in and like, this is all new and this is going to be so awesome to be endowed. And I remember completing the initiatory ordinances and having once again, that sweet rush of joy of being cleansed, of being um, clean. It just, that was that was a beautiful experience. And, and I wasn't anticipating that. I didn't know that I would feel that. And it, that was, that was a beautiful experience. And from that experience, then I got this whole new level of testimony, I guess, of Christ and his power to cleanse and to take away guilt. And that's the part that really is standing out to me as I've been reading the scriptures lately and thinking about this and thinking about my testimony of the Savior, is the the power to have guilt taken away. Okay, now forward a few more years, and I, and I had probably, oh, two kids at this time. And actually, I think I was pregnant with my second child. And, and I remember sitting in Relief Society and the woman that was teaching the Relief Society lesson, or it was someone who was making a comment in Relief Society, I can't remember. But but I remember a sister in Relief Society sharing how we can, as mothers who feel bad about how we have raised or disciplined our kids, can go to our bishop and talk to our bishop about it. Like, like go through this repentance process by seeing our bishop and how we can kind of start it that way. I don't know why that thought never occurred to me, but it was so exciting, actually, that there could be a way to handle this mom guilt or to handle the, um, like, ah, oh, what have I done, <laughs> you know, with, with my kids and in disciplining my kids and was I too harsh and... I don't know, and just to be like suffering over that because the woman in Relief Society, she this really was um, a point of suffering, and had spent many many years until this realization came to her, or she was told this. 
And so I remember going home and telling my mom, like going, like going home and calling my mom and telling my mom this really amazing thing that I learned in early society, you know, that I had never even before considered. I'm telling my mom, do you know what you can do? We have this available to us to like talk to the bishop about this thing that is um, causing so much suffering and we feel so bad about, you know, if we, if, if that is the thing. I want to suggest here that it can be anything, of course, but but right now we were talking about um, just the way we had raised kids and disciplined kids, and so um, anyway, I remember my mom being just as excited about the information. Like, how did we not think of this? There was a way out of this feeling of guilt and remorse. So. What's interesting is years later, I go in and I talk to my bishop about this very thing. And it was so awesome and amazing to allow him to be the judge because I couldn't sort it out myself. I just, I just wasn't sure. Like, do I need to talk to the bishop about this or not? I don't know. This is my encouragement. If you're not sure, just go talk to him. And he's heard all the things. And so you can go in and talk to your bishop and let him be the judge. That's one of his callings. That's one of one of the things that um, he is. He's a judge in Israel. And so I did that, and I am so glad I did that. that I just started telling everybody, hey, <laughs> if you're not sure, you don't know if, you know what to do, and if it's something you need to talk to the bishop about, well, just go talk to him, and he'll tell you. So I don't know. It just sounds sort of, um, I, I sort of sound flippant about it, but, but such a real thing. And I'm always excited then to, um, talk to people about it. So just now, as I'm, you know, talking about this, um, I'm noticing again, like this progression of testimony, like how this happens and it just happens in experience after experience after experience. And, I learned the coolest stuff in Relief Society. Like everything I need to know, I think I learned in Relief Society. It just kind of helped fill in the gaps because, um, you know, I'm raised, I was raised in an excellent home by excellent parents, but there were some gaps in the things that they knew and understood and the way they did things. And anyway, I could go to Relief Society and hear all these stories and experiences and ideas and things from other sisters. And, and this has been just, it's just been so necessary. I just, I want to say necessary <laughs> to my development. And so attending Relief Society, uh, oh, that too, I encourage because of that, because it just helps fill in the gaps and it helps me feel like I have this whole army of women, young, younger than me and older than me, that help me, um, in life and handling life. So now the next thing I want to move to is that, okay, I've had these experiences. It started out when I was really young, gaining this testimony of Christ, and then moving on through my experiences in life as a teenager, and then um, young adult, and then as a young mom. And do you know what? Even earlier this week. Okay, I'm just going to get so real about like this week 
This happened a few days ago. So I was really experiencing a lot of frustration, some fear. I kept having these thoughts that were coming through my mind that I wasn't really proud of, that I wanted to get rid of. And as a life coach, I understand like the brain's capacity to just offer stuff and out come some thoughts and the brain is going to offer thoughts. And then um, we can rein those in and manage my mind. And I've gotten really good. Well, not really good. <laughs> I've gotten better at managing my own mind. And I have the constant effort to do that, right? Like I'm always, um, I'm always trying to get a little bit better, but I'm always having to manage my mind just like anybody else but I'm very aware of it now because of my coaching certification. So I know this and I know that I can control my thoughts and that it takes some work and I have some patterns to go through so that I know how to manage the thoughts. But I I was hardly, I was having a hard time getting past the idea that I was frustrated, a little afraid that these kept coming in because I feared them a little bit. And then actually I was feeling guilty. I think that's what it came down to. In the end, I was really starting to feel guilty about these thoughts coming in. And I'm, you know, trying not to think about that. Don't think about that. And then as I would think about that, of course, that makes you think about it more. And so that wasn't very helpful. But I finally, you know, headed to bed and I just prayed. I mean, I had been reading about Christ in the scriptures and how he He gives us a new heart and how he is the way to changing and to cleansing. And I mean, I know that and and I've been reading about that and thinking about Christ and about my testimony of Christ. And so that night I just prayed for help. I just need help with this. I, I feel bad about it. And just saying it to the Lord, (laughs) it really kind of made it real. Like this is really happening just feeling bad about it. And uh, I went to bed and the next morning, God provided a way. It was so awesome. Like he provided a way. Like if you want new thoughts about this, if you want to have those out of your mind, then I'm going to have you do this and think this and move about the day in this way. And you will have this change. You'll have the like I didn't I didn't hear all of this or sense all of this at the beginning, but just that I had this constant prayer in the morning, like I like I need the change. Okay, I feel like I could do this and do that, and that's gonna help me change my thoughts. These actions, uh, some of them are gonna come from just this determination to do it different and to, so that I can think different. And anyway, I really felt changed by the end of the day. Like I, I think I'm good. (laughs) That really helped. I felt like I'd been given a new cleansed heart. That's what I felt like. And it was so beautiful. Like this guilt then was gone and it was provided for by the savior. Like he's the one that did it. And I, and it came from this prayerful, honest declaration that I needed help with it and I wanted to change and I just didn't know how and a plead for Christ to give me a new heart. So that just just felt so real because it was just earlier this week and it and it feels still 
you know, I'm still feeling like a few days later, like I'm so grateful to my savior to be that he's there and provides that. And I have this, I mean, even stronger testimony of the atoning sacrifice of our savior, Jesus Christ. It's not just for sins. Um, but for all the things, and I don't understand it, it feels very complicated to me and like it just baffles my mind, but I know it's real. So in the scriptures, in Alma 24, verse 10, it talks about um, the, the anti-Nephi-Lehi's, the, the Lamanites who had buried their swords, and how Christ had taken away the guilt from their hearts. And I and, and I want to I just I just want to emphasize that we're talking about our memory of the thing does not go away. That would not be useful <laughs> if the memory went away. But what goes away is the guilt. Listen to this. This is from um Enos. And Enos says, I know that God could not lie. Because he was just told that his sins were forgiven. He says, I know that God could not lie, wherefore my guilt was swept away. And so the guilt, that feeling of guilt was taken away. Did he remember all this stuff from before? Yeah, he did. And he wrote about it. And, but now the important, I guess, lesson in part is, is that his guilt was swept away about it. Okay. And then recently, this week in Psalm 51, I was reading, and and this one I got out of the New International Version of the Bible. Um, I found the verses there to be just a little bit more clarifying for me instead of the King James Version. But anyway, this is a Psalm of David, and he is saying, deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed. And so this plead of David to be delivered from the guilt, thats I think that's really um, what I want to stress, um, encourage, is that we can pray for that deliverance of guilt. We have a path through our Lord Jesus Christ to have a change of heart and a new way to do things and a new thought pattern. And also, a wonderful bishop to go to and to talk to about the um, concerns and and guilt that we have and to have him be a judge in Israel and then to help us through whatever repentance process or whatever we might need to do in order to get this um, change of heart and to have that resolution and that and that deliverance from the guilt. So I love that, you know, guilt being swept away. Mm, what a wonderful thing. I've experienced it and I'm just so grateful for my Savior. I'm so grateful to have this um, before me like this, this option <laughs> to have a way, like there's a way out. That's what it feels like. And so I just want to, I just want to just express my love for my Savior and to bear testimony of his atoning sacrifice. And I'm so grateful for those beginnings of being in 
primary and singing those songs and to be thinking about things like, I wonder when he comes again. All right, very nice talking with you today, of course, because I got to speak almost the whole time about the Savior, and that that does my heart good. So I'm excited to talk with you again next week. See you then.